Hello there, Scott Rockfile, back with another podcast, a second one today. This is part two of my Ask Me a Question series. I think I'm going to continue to do. I had a I had this idea on Friday to let you interview me, I guess, and ask for questions, and I got two on Friday, and then when I posted the answers, I got four more. So this is how this is supposed to work. I wanted to be more interactive. If you have any questions, please put them in the comments below. Send them to me on Facebook or Instagram, wherever you've seen this post. And and thank you so much for your support. This is awesome. So uh, my buddy Miles asked the question, who surprised you as the most, most down-to-earth superstar? Of the people I've interviewed... The first names that pop into my head are like Billy Sheehan, the bass player who's been in every group you can possibly imagine. Dude was just warm and wonderful. Yoko Ono was a, just a shock, a jaw-dropping shock that she was she was so warm and open to just any question you would ask her. Uh, David Draymond of Disturbed, when he was touring with his side project Device, I got to sit on his tour bus and have a long conversation about music and streaming. It was in the early days of Rockfile Radio, and he blessed me for you know put, putting out something that is a showcase for new rock. Uh, Shirley Manson of Garbage, I got to interview her on the phone when she was on Terminator Sarah Connor Chronicles, and was just a joy to interview. All of these interviews, by the way, are available at Rockfile Radio and on the interviews page, except for Yoko Ono. I'm still looking for the audio. I had it uploaded on MySpace back in the day, and I've tried to get it from there and couldn't, and I know it's saved somewhere, but it's probably saved under like a date instead of her name, and I'm I'm really having a hard time finding it. But everybody else, Billy Sheehan, uh, David Draymond, Shirley Manson, everybody I've mentioned, you can find their interviews on rockfileradio.com. But the most down-to-earth superstar I have ever met that I didn't get to interview, and to be perfectly honest, I was young, and I, I like this, I couldn't speak in front of him. It was it, He is such a massive star, and he was so warm and kind, is Brian May of Queen. Um, he was doing a solo tour opening for Guns N' Roses at, in Birmingham, um, he had had some technical issues on stage, a little bit of feedback and stuff, and all he could do the whole time we were back there getting things signed and hanging out with him was apologize. He kept apologizing. Brian May apologized to us. You know, I mean, it's like, wow. But he truly was, he is so smart that it, you, it was hard to just talk to the guy just because you're so starstruck. But this is Brian May of Queen. This guy has done, and this was long before, you know, the biopic Bohemian Rhapsody came out. This was, I think, 94. And, you know, Queen had broken up. You know, the Freddie Mercury thing was still fresh. Queen not being around was still fresh. And to, 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 to stand, he's super tall. But jaw-droppingly down-to-earth, the nicest guy you ever want to meet. He was gracious. He was a gentleman. Brian May of Queen, by far the most down-to-earth superstar I have ever met. And uh, Elton John was, was pretty close. But Brian May, I just you get a warm vibe off the guy. You just want to sit and, and talk to the guy. It's great. So next question, Christopher asks, have I ever interviewed someone that appeared to be under the influence? And let's, let's be honest, I'm in the rock industry and have been for over 30 years. I have met and or interviewed quite a few that were drunk, stoned, whatever. Um, 
meeting Scott Weiland was actually, I didn't interview him. And I'm thankful because he really didn't want to be there that day. I got to meet Stone Temple Pilots, and they were all very nice. But Scott Weiland just, he didn't really want to be there. He didn't really want to sign stuff. He didn't, he didn't really want to talk. He just, and so he was obviously, you know, it was not a good day for, for Scott. But what a great show that night. But the, the one guy that stands out of all the interviews um, of people who were, in one way or another, inebriated is Travis Meeks of Days of the New. I w- we had put on an active rock station in Chattanooga. I had stolen the call letters from an old station I worked at in Augusta, WRXR. Rock 105 is still in uh, Chattanooga and doing well. But we had, as a promotion, bought the entire venue, this arena there, and we were giving out all of the tickets. So it was basically a sold-out show to begin with. And we had several other bands on the bill. We had uh, some good opening bands that were up and coming at the time. We had a local band that was really good. And then we had a banner contest. And the deal was that people would bring their banners that afternoon, and I would interview him on the steps of the venue, and he would judge the banner competition. Hands down, my worst interview of all time because he was stoned. And I have no problem with drug use among rock stars and alcohol, you know, there's a time and a place for everything. And if that helps you be creative or helps you get on stage, I totally get it. I've done my own things in the past, but you have a sold out show. You have a, a captive audience in front of the venue with, they have made, spent a long time making banners and stuff. And so the new album, you know, it was their second album and, one word answers. I mean, literally every question I asked him was one word. Yeah, cool, uh-huh, good. And this is live on the radio. This is live in front of an audience of, of well over 100 people. Um, and he just, I guess because he was so ripped, he just, you, dude, you know, <laughs> it was just Travis. And, and no, I, I hold nothing against him. Guy's a good artist. You know, he's had his own struggles with things. But that was by far uh, an interview that you could obviously tell he was under the influence. And it was a terrible interview because of it. But anyway, uh, next question comes from Amy. What was the most memorable interview? And uh, what immediately comes to mind are two. Yoko Ono. I interviewed her on the phone because she was bringing John Lennon's art to Key West. This was when I was the operations manager of seven stations in the Keys. And I was in Key Largo and couldn't get down there. And, and her schedule was tight, so we worked out a phone interview. And like I said, if I can find the audio, I will upload it. You really need to hear it. She was so warm. And so, you know, you hear all these things. I grew up a Beatles fan and, and you know, the, the, she broke up the Beatles and you've obviously heard her sing if you want to call it that, you know? And so you have this vision in your mind and it was one of the few interviews that I got nervous before because she is literally the most famous woman on the planet. I mean, even in countries where they don't speak English, they know who Yoko Ono is. So she gets on the phone and she was just warm and wonderful like like the mom down the street kind of she was just easy to talk to she was very open with her answers it, it was it was a true pleasure to have a chat with her about John Lennon his artwork and obviously I'm not one of those guys who's going to ask the controversial question maybe that's you know why I'm not heard around the world although I kind of am now thank you um but I'm not there to ask something shocking and have them hang up on me or whatever. I'm just, 
I'm I was raised in the South. I'm a I'm a gentleman. I'm a nice guy. So I didn't ask any of the hard questions that you would probably like to ask Yoko Ono, but she was just amazingly warm and easy to talk to. The other most memorable interview is Stephen Wilson, uh, Porcupine Tree, his solo fame. Um, he is my favorite artist on the planet now. I, I I fell in love with Porcupine Tree in the early 21st century. I love his solo work. I love his remastering of classic albums. Uh, so I was a huge, huge fan. It took me 10 years to interview Stephen Wilson, to, to finally the schedules worked out and I could interview him in person in the Florida sunshine. This is a British artist, you know, who... who in pictures, you hardly ever saw the guy smile, and I've got a smiling picture in sunshine with green foliage behind us and everything. But it was so memorable because I am such a huge fan, and anything that came up, I knew what he was talking about and knew the next question. Just, I'm not an interviewer who writes down a bunch of questions before I sit down with somebody. I have this fortunate ability to remember all things music and movies it that stuff just sticks in my head I don't know why it's why when I was in a fraternity in the 80s I got the nickname Rockfile because even back then I could tell you who played bass on what Rolling Stones album or things you know the the things that most people don't remember that are trivial or whatever to me I sat down and I I listen to albums and I read the liner notes and all that stuff sticks so sitting down with Stephen Wilson and being a huge fan somebody who owns all the Blackfield and his solo projects and, and the Porcupine Tree and you know I'm and all the bands that becoming a fan of him introduced me to from Catatonia to Opeth to Anathema and things like that. It was just such a memorable pleasure to sit down and I was supposed to have 15 minutes and I spent like 30, 40 minutes with the guy. And while I'm setting up, uh, got to ask him some questions that I've never published or anything that he had a girlfriend at the time, which nobody was talking about. He recently got married, so this is all common knowledge now. Um, and I hope I'm not letting anything out of the bag. He's a huge dog lover. He has a little dog <laughs> and would love to open a rescue. So things like that that you learn about somebody who you really respect. It Again, like Yoko Ono was one of the few interviews that I've been nervous before and the fact that I was going to meet him in person. And it's funny. The first question he asked me while I'm getting set up, he goes, well, you interview. Who's the most famous person you interviewed? And I went, well, Yoko Ono. And he goes, oh, well, the most famous woman on the planet. Okay, I guess I'm in good hands. And that was that was it. We got along great. The interview was available at rockfileradio.com. As you can tell as we get on in the interview, some of the questions I ask him, uh, you know, he didn't have the answer I was looking for, but he would fill in the gaps. It, one of those interviews where they you get them talking and they do more talking than you do, which is which is awesome. So most memorable interviews, Yoko Ono and Stephen Wilson. Amy also asked, who is the dream interview that you haven't had? And he's getting older now. This is an easy one. Um, I've sat down with Rush. I didn't interview them, but meeting them several times, they're just great guys. Um, some of my other favorite artists I've met, I would love to talk to John Anderson of Yes. He's one of my favorites. Um, but the, the the top of the list who I everyone asks, you know, who's that one rock star you haven't met or haven't interviewed? David Gilmore of Pink Floyd. From my earliest ages, I remember listening to Dark Side of the Moon, Wish You Were Here, Animals, even before The Wall came out. Um, his guitar work just hits me in the heart. I... I think he's had some great experiences. I think he's a gentleman. I, I think, 
you know, last year he sold his guitars and gave millions of dollars to fight global warming and stuff. I, I just really respect his work. I respect him as a person. I, I love his music. I, if there is anybody I could sit down with, I would love to sit down with David Gilmore at some point. And I don't know that that's going to happen. He probably doesn't have a whole lot of tours left in him. No more, not too many chances to meet him over here. But anybody listening to this, if you can hook me up with an interview with David Gilmore, that would be the one interview that I've never had that I would really, and there's, there's lots. I could, I could list a lot of people I'd like to interview, but the number one guy on the list that I haven't met in all of my rock and roll career and that I would love to sit down and have a chat with is David Gilmore, guitarist and vocalist for Pink Floyd. That That's an easy one. That's the easiest of these four. So ask me a question. I love this. I'm going to continue it as a series. This is part two. Thank you so much for the questions. If you have more, add them below in the comments. Put them on Facebook. Send them to me, you know, email. My email is rockfile at live.com. My website is therockfile.com. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play. Um, I have a Patreon page now, and I've got one patron. Thank you so much. If you'd like to support with a buck or two each month, uh, that would be greatly appreciated. But most of all, just thanks for downloading this and streaming it, and thank you for listening. Really, really appreciate it.